I think things are getting serious now. I think we should actually have a long conversation about it. And I think they're so serious right now, I don't even want to do a haiku. Let's talk about this insane mob rules mentality this country has entered. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbass is Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. You're... Thanks for listening to Dumbass is Talking Politics. Unfortunately, I don't think this is a good time. We are finally meeting a civil war. We're going to talk a little bit about that civil war thingy a little later on, and it's exactly happening like I said it happened, would happen, probably a hundred podcasts ago. But it is happening. So, things are getting really hot across the entire country. Um, We are in the third day of riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, Again, these riots are based off of this... uh, Well, in a few minutes, you're going to hear this criminal, Jacob Blake, uh, who was shot seven times in the back and ended up uh, paralyzed. He's still alive, but he's paralyzed. We're in the 80th day of riots in Portland. So things aren't going really good around the country. Now, Seattle's still a mess. Los Angeles still a mess. Baltimore's still a mess. Chicago's still a mess. New York's still a mess. But that's just random violence. That isn't this, this isn't riotous violence. But it is, there's violence all over the country now. And it's getting to the point where the police are not there. It's bad. A 60 or 70 year old man was knocked unconscious in Kenosha, Wisconsin by a rioter for protecting his property with a fire extinguisher. He was trying to protect his business. He was knocked unconscious and guess what? You didn't hear a bloody thing about it. In Kenosha, three people were shot last night. Two were dead. And we're going to talk more on that a little bit later because that news is coming out by the second. They did actually arrest someone. On Twitter, BLM BLM activists were filmed harassing people in restaurants, forcing them to raise their fists in support. And those that refused were screamed at by a mob, middle fingers were flying all over the place. There was one gal who actually was a BLM supporter. She just didn't feel like it was right that she should be forced to put up her fist. So she refused and she was actually surrounded. Now, what was ironic about that? She was surrounded by a bunch of white people. So I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I I understand the woke folk. They know their stuff, but I'm not exactly sure what they were trying to prove here. Two others were actually harassed, and they were both considered special people. In other words, they had mental disabilities, and they were being harassed. But if you looked at the video, you had a bunch of people who had their hands up in a fist. We need to talk about that, because I think once you have something like that, that's no good. I have a short little clip about a minute long. Listen to this. This is what actually happened. And you can tell this is not peaceful protest. These are people being assholes. 
And that's what it is. And if you don't cooperate, they just start cussing at you. And that seems to be okay. And they'll keep harassing you until you do what they want you to do. that are just sitting eating lunch that's all they're doing they're eating lunch at a restaurant a restaurant that supposedly has been closed for the last four months is trying to make some money and then you've got a group of these fucking animals coming out there and and throwing a fit and yes i'm going to use a lot of f words because i am sick and tired of this crap and just harassing them and the problem is they've got mental disabilities they don't realize that these two have mental disabilities. And these people probably have no idea what they're talking about or understand what they're doing. And you've got a little black gal that is sitting there and she is just screaming at him with a bullhorn. You've got a mob, a mob that is screaming at her. In the second clip, and by the way, go to www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com to actually look at the video because it's really hard to see anything, to picture anything. But then you've got a second one where this broad, who's a BLM supporter, just refuses to be forced to put her fist up, is literally has people all around her screaming at her to put her fist up. This is disgusting. It's not right. We're going to get into some of this because now the Civil War has started. We're in, in a civil war. This is going to be a little different of a civil war than what we had in 1861 through 1865 uh, for slavery. This is going to be very, very different. But first off, I want to talk about how this stuff is happening. Because it doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why people think this is okay. The first culprit in this whole mess is the mainstream media. And the mainstream media is about narrative. They're more about narrative than they are about facts. And you can tell by how the media is covering all of these riots, all of this violence, all of this stuff. First, they continue to say that the rioters are protesters. These are not protesters. Protesters are guys that are sitting back. You know, the um, Tea Party was a protest group too. But they cleaned up their trash and they didn't kill anybody. Protesters, a lot of the protesters for the George Floyd thing were protesters. They didn't like it. They didn't kill anybody. They didn't cause violence. They did a lot of yelling. This is protest. These are not protesters. These are rioters. And when you start harassing people, you're not a protester anymore. You are a harasser. Next. 
They do not show the damage caused by the riots. You go on CNN, you're not going to see the car lots that are completely burned out. You're not going to see the disaster that is Minis- that is Minneapolis, Minnesota. You're not going to see the disaster that is Seattle or the disaster that is Portland. They hide it. And they continue to say, well, the protests continue on. These are not protests. These are riots. These are looters. These are thugs. These are pieces of shit that need to go to prison. Not jail. Not be arrested. They need to go to prison. They are bad people. They say that the protests are mostly peaceful. Now, mind you, they say that it's mostly peaceful. They don't say they're violent. And these protests are violent. There was a Chiron on CNN that actually showed uh, Kenosha has uh, set up... I'm kind of making this up. I'm not making this up, but just remember, I'm going off the top of my head. That the protests have... uh, There has been a curfew set at 5 p.m. due to violent protests within Kenosha, Wisconsin. They actually pulled that Chiron and 10 seconds later, they put the same Chiron up, but they removed the word violent. CNN is hiding the violence. And they're replacing the violence with mostly peaceful, which they're not mostly peaceful. They're just completely violent. By the way, I'm still not understanding why they're not arresting people. If you have a curfew set at 5 p.m. or 8 p.m., whatever it happens to be. I think it was 5 p.m. in Kenosha. Um, Why don't you actually go in and arrest people? They're violating curfew. The other thing the news media does, number four and final, they just flat out don't talk about it. Just like the DNC. No one talks about it. It doesn't exist. The Jacob Blake case is an example of proof, uh, quote, proof, end quote, of racism, before anyone knew anything. Well, guess what? New information has come out about Jacob Blake. Guess what? He ain't the great guy that everyone makes him out to be. Uh, Even his mother says, guys, this is not a thing. The violence is not a thing. Now, there was some other news story that said she actually apologized to President Trump. I don't know about that. Uh, I didn't see it anywhere. It came from, I don't know, Fox News or something like that. I didn't see that anywhere. But she did say this is not a thing. We cannot start destroying our neighborhoods because of uh, Jacob Blake. But here's some new information that the media has totally ignored. The media already accused the police officers of being complete racist. That this whole Jacob Blake shooting was uh, just all about systemic racism, about police brutality, and yet they didn't do that 12 hours before they they sat back and said all this stuff. And now we're beginning to learn a little bit more about Jacob Blake. So let's go over some things about Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake was not breaking up a domestic dispute. I think I actually said that in yesterday's podcast. He was in the middle of the domestic dispute. He stole car keys from a woman who is black and was the one who actually called the police. The call was recorded and it was released by the police department. 
A new video was released yesterday, or on Tuesday, showing that Blake was actually fighting the police. He was actually put on the ground by the police. He got free of them violently. He threw two of them off of himself before getting up and walking around the car, which is what the vi second video showed. Blake had a warrant for domestic violence and third-degree sexual assault of a 15-year-old girl. Does this sound like he's a good guy at all? Am I crazy? If I go and screw a 15-year-old girl and I'm a 25-year-old man, does that sound like it's a good thing? He had his three kids in the car. And first off, I told you this yesterday, he was not getting into the car to drive off. We're going to get to that in a second. He was reaching into the car at the time. And understand something. He's already brandished an illegal weapon once, a gun. So he's known for this crap. That's when they shot him. But let's take the news media. Let's give the news media a bit of a break. Let's just say that Blake was trying to get in his car and drive away. First off, we don't know if that was actually his car. He had three kids in the back seat, his kids supposedly. Allegedly, I don't know. He had three kids in the back seat. He's got police drawn on him. He doesn't give a frick about those kids enough to sit back and say, I, I gotta, no, for the kids' sake, I gotta. He doesn't care. If he was gonna get in a car, what were the police supposed to do? Let him go? This guy is already set up with domestic violence, and there is rumor that domestic violence was on a kid. He's already been accused of sexual assault on a kid. So exactly what were the police supposed to do? Here's, here's the thing. I actually think the police did the right thing. They should go home after they shot this guy and paralyzed him. They didn't kill him and paralyzed him. And they should have a good meal and go to sleep. No problem. This was a piece of shit. This was a, so far from what it sounds like, this was a justified shooting. But the media doesn't talk about this because it's against their narrative. The media wants to ignore facts so they can continue their narrative that police are going out there and systematically executing black people. I have said on this podcast probably 18 times, this shit isn't even happening. Blacks are not being killed. More whites are killed by police than blacks. So this is not a thing. It is statistically insignificant the number of blacks that have been killed 2019 i already told you 235 blacks were killed out of 350 million confrontations it's not statistically a thing but the media needs to create a narrative and they need to create a narrative because they want to blame president trump and they're going to continue to create this narrative now let's take a look at some other things let's take a look at the other lies that the media is really hiding. So if you're watching CNN, you're not going to hear any of this stuff. You're watching Fox News, you're listening to Daily Wire, The Daily Caller, uh, really kind of fringe networks, you're going to hear this. So here's the here's here's a few lies that we haven't that that you won't hear. 
George Floyd had a heart condition and died of a fentanyl overdose. In other words, he was taking heroin. He also had methamphetamine in his system. He was also screaming that he couldn't breathe before he was brought to the ground and then Derek Chauvin uh, sat on his throat. Now, we're not excusing... I'm not excusing Derek Chauvin here. He, he, he was, at, at best, he was um, abusing him. But at worst, he just was a bad cop. He was incompetent. Uh, the problem is they charged him with second-degree murder. What do you think is going to happen when a jury finds that he didn't commit second-degree murder? Because even looking at the video, second-degree murder is not a thing here. He was completely overcharged. The next thing, Michael Brown, everyone is saying Michael Brown was murdered by a white cop. Uh, what they failed to say is Michael Brown committed a strong-armed robbery 15 minutes before he assaulted a police officer who saw him walking down the middle of the street and shot him. And if you look at the police reports, the police officer was left-handed and Michael Brown got shot on the right side of his body, which means the cop just pulled his gun and started shooting. He was assaulted. By the way, that police officer, no one talks about it, ended up in the hospital with a fractured orbital lobe. It's not, yeah, yeah. Hands up, don't shoot. That, that crap didn't happen. And the witnesses said it didn't happen. The witnesses who, by the way, happened to be black. In um, Louisville, the... Uh, the police department released a report about Breonna Taylor, the Breonna Taylor case. Now, according to the media, the um, police broke into Breonna Taylor's house looking for drugs and a drug dealer who wasn't there and just started shooting on a no-knock warrant, which means they could just break in, and just started shooting and they killed Breonna Taylor. Okay. Well, a report was released this week. And guess what that report actually said? The drug dealer was first reported not to be in the house. Okay? That's a lie. He was in the house. Next, it was believed that the cops broke into the house unannounced. This was a no-knock knock warrant, by the way. But video shows the cops did announce that they were coming in before they broke in the door. It was reported that the police broke in and started shooting, killing Brianna Taylor. This is a lie. Taylor's boyfriend, the drug dealer they were going for, started shooting first, and the police shot back, and they happened to kill Taylor. Next, there is evidence during undercover investigation, which includes audio, video, and telephone conversations that not only did Taylor know <coughs> about the drug dealing of her boyfriend, she was directly involved. You know what happened? Taylor, the Louisville mayor, dismissed the report. <coughs> the Louisville mayor, by the way, a Democrat. So what happened there? Why would the Louisville mayor dismiss the report and not mention the report? 
she dismissed the report or he dismissed the report or didn't mention the report because the report didn't conform to the narrative. And that's the tip of the iceberg. We could talk about all the other cases the media uses as, quote, evidence, end quote, of systemic racism. There are literally only about 20 controversial cases over the last 10 years. You can type in controversial black killings by police and you will find, a, I believe it's a Vox article, that gives you 20 names and it covers the last 10 years. And every one of them, when you look it up, has an explanation. The mainstream media is about narrative. Facts are not a thing for them if, they, if those facts go against their narrative. Statistics are not a thing for the mainstream media if they go against the narrative. Their narrative is that the country is racist, sexist, homophobic, and xenophobic. And so is Donald Trump. The police and the system are racist. They ignore facts. They ignore history. They ignore statistics. They treat us like we are stupid. They treat us like there's no internet where we can't look this shit up. They ignore the violence in the street. And they don't. And when they don't, they say the violence is not only justified, but it is proof that the system is racist. In other words, the reason the violence right now is out in Portland, out in Seattle, out in uh, Kenosha, which is a weird place to have a, a riot, they say that the reason there is violence is because the system is racist. And they don't leave any room. So in other words, the system is racist no matter what. In other words, if people, white people looting buildings, black people looting buildings, black people and white people beating the shit out of innocent civilians. That's proof of systemic racism because they are fighting systemic racism. How can the system win when violence caused by fascism of uh, that by the fascism of Marxist and anarchist groups is actually proof of how bad the country is? This doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, the mainstream media not helping anything at all. Now, I know I'm a little pumped right now. I know I'm a little angry because I keep hearing facts come out. So today I heard about the Breonna Taylor case. I already knew about the Richard Brooks case and those cops are now being accused of murder. And I, I heard last week about the George Floyd case. And now I'm hearing the facts about the uh, Jacob, um, whatever the hell his name is, Jacob, uh, 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 Jacob Blake case. I had to look it up. Sorry. All right. Now I'm beginning to see that this stuff is just not true. Here's the big question. Where are the Democrats during this, all this violence? They talk about criminals getting shot by the police and you will have to show me some unjustified death. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Democrats are going to have to show me some unjustified death. Don't tell me Michael Brown was murdered. Michael Brown was not murdered. Michael Brown was a good shoot. And Michael Brown was trying to murder a cop. He was trying to steal a cop's gun. Rayshard Brooks was shooting tasers at police officers. A taser that he 
grabbed from the police while he was wrestling him, beating the shit out of him after a 45-minute conversation. Rashard Brooks, that was a justified shoot. Right now, from the evidence I see, and I don't have all the evidence yet, the um, Jacob Blake was a justified shoot. And that's just from what I've seen. I got news for you. The police probably have more than that. Heck, I thought Derek Chauvin's behavior was over the top. I think he should go to jail. But it is looking like he is an incompetent police officer and not necessarily a racist. In fact, I don't think they're going to get second-degree murder, which is going to start a whole new cauldron of bullshit if he gets found not guilty because of that crappy DA's uh, decision in Minneapolis. But let's talk about the Democrats. Oh, and here's a list. Oh, this is going to go over 30 minutes. I'm sorry. But Tommy Evers, the Democratic governor of Wisconsin, has condemned the police without knowing anything about the about uh, the police uh, about what the police did and has only asked the rioters not to be violent. Wow, that's a that's a thing. That's a great move. Hey, st send out a tweet saying stop being violent. That's a good that's a good idea. Um, the police chief of Kenosha actually asked for 750 or I think it was 750 or 800 no, I'm sorry, a thousand National Guardsmen to keep peace in the town, he sent them 250. President Trump called him and said, we can send you 750 National Guardsmen right now. Because the police chief actually called the president and said, we need 750 more. Guess what? He said no. Yeah, that's because, that's because Tony Evers is sitting in his big freaking mansion and doesn't have to worry about it. Jenny Durkin, the Democratic mayor of Seattle, has rejected and condemned all federal help to quell the riots in Seattle. She even called the riots nothing more than a big street party. Yeah, they took over. Half that city is now destroyed. Jay Inslee, the Democratic governor of Washington state and former presidential candidate, there would have been something, didn't even know there were riots in Seattle for two weeks. Either he was lying, or he's incompetent, or he just wanted to ignore it. Or maybe a little of all three. Lori Lightfoot, the Democratic mayor of Chicago, is more concerned about the shooting of Kenosha, saying that she is going to monitor the situation and she is demanding, I don't know who the hell she is to demand anything when it comes to another city in another state, she is demanding open and speedy investigations. Meanwhile, she ignores the 66 black people shot in her own city. Those 66 people shot were shot by other black people. She's going to lecture Kenosha on what? That was this weekend. Mayors Bill de Blasio, Democrat from New York, and Muriel Bowser, Democrat from Washington, D.C., are more worried about painting Black Lives Matter on public streets than the fact that crime has gone up in their cities by 200%. And we're not talking crimes uh, of, you know, pickpocketing or things like that. We're talking violent crimes. Shootings, armed robberies, 
sexual assaults up 200%. But meanwhile, you've got Groundhog murderer Bill de Blasio painting Black Lives Matter because that's really what's important, right? Violent crime, drug addiction, and homelessness are out of control in San Francisco and Los Angeles. But Governor Gavin Newsom, a Democrat, and Mayors Eric Garcetti, a Democrat from Los Angeles, and London Breed, a Democrat from San Francisco, are more interested in preventing its citizens from going to church or the beach or wearing a mask or going to a restaurant. They're not worried about their problems in their states. And I've been to San Francisco. I've been to L.A. L.A. is a disaster. I've been to San Francisco. Even Josie, my fiance, said, San Francisco, this I would never want to live here. It's dirty. It's crowded. There are people on the streets everywhere. People do not walk the streets of San Francisco because they're afraid they'll get mugged. I was armed when I was in San Francisco. Not with a gun. So I'm doing things legally. But this is Democrats. But I'm not done. Oh, by the way, Gavin Newsom's stupid policies have caused the state to burn with brush fires because he will not finance the forestry service and doesn't want the forestry service to actually cut down brush, which is part of a brush fire, and are causing rolling blackouts during a heat wave. There are places in California, Northern California, that have not had power in three to four days. But that's okay. He still wants to raise the income taxes in California by 4% and kill Proposition 13 so he can collect more property taxes, up to 10% property taxes. Right now, property taxes in California are limited to 1% because of Proposition 13, which was passed in the 70s. And they can't seem to get around it, but they're trying. I didn't mention Baltimore, Boston, Atlanta, Houston, Austin, or Denver all run by Democrats, all having problems with rioting, looting, and crime. And I got news for you. Do me a favor. Find me a Republican city that's having this problem. They're not having this problem in Florida. They're not having this problem in some of the more conservative parts of Texas. They're not having these problems in Nevada. They're not having these problems in Arizona. Don't hear any of these problems in Idaho, Montana, all of the conservative states. You're here, and you're not even hearing them in cities inside of conservative states. You only, like Atlanta, uh, Georgia. Georgia's not having any problems except Atlanta, which is run by a Democrat. This is all a blue problem. There was not, but we'll get further. Let's go into the federal level. There was not one mention of the riots during the Democratic National Convention last week. It was just man, just orange man bad. That's all the entire convention was about. They ignored the riots. Kamala Harris, the de facto presidential candidate, let's call her what she is, never mentioned the riots in her speech. She has yet to take a question from the press. Yet to take a question from the press, folks. She has been the presidential candidate for almost a month and she has yet to talk to the press. Joe Biden is still in his basement. He has condemned the violence during the protests once. I'm going to lie. That's a lie. Today. Today. On what day is it? Today's Wednesday. He did actually condemn the violence. 
but he still did it with a he still did it with a kind of a a wink wink nod nod he sat back and said but we must end systemic racism by the way whenever someone says but that means ignore what we i said in the previous part of the sentence so i like cats but i have allergies that means i don't like cats it's bullshit don't listen to that don't listen to that i have allergies i don't like cats so remember this whenever someone says but ignore everything they said prior to the but and he has not taken a question from the press since July 8th. Now, I don't count that. I'm sure you've seen this. I don't count that Cardi B interview that he had. You know, Cardi B, the singer of the of the song WAP, which stands for Wet Ass Pussy. Yes, she is the intellectual of the Democratic Party right now. Here's the story. The Democrats don't care. They like the violence. They don't care who lives. They don't care what businesses are destroyed. They don't care who dies. As long as their narrative is met. And their narrative has five points. Trump is bad. Trump is orange. Trump is chaos. The country is chaos. Vote for Democrats to end the chaos. Even though Trump really has nothing to do with this mess. We are being held hostage now. The Democrats are telling us that this shit will stop if they are elected. Though I doubt it. You know why I doubt it? I doubt it because the people that are rioting are extremists. They want to change the country fundamentally. They want fascism. They want tyranny. They want socialism. They don't want change. They want the change that the Democrats are may not actually want to go through. So, how close are we to a civil war? I'll go a step... I will make a commitment right now. We're in a civil war right now. There are three reasons we can have a civil war. Ideological. Groups of people do not believe in the same philosophy. An example of this would be the Bolshevik revolution in the Soviet Russian... Union, uh, Soviet Union and Russia. Lenin believed Marx's philosophy was good, though he believed that instead of letting it take place naturally, which is what Marx believed in, Lenin said, we need to implement it through force. His Bolsheviks needed to implement socialism. That's an example. I'm not saying it's the only thing. Territorial. One group wants more territory than they already have. The American Civil War could be seen as partially a territorially, territorial war. Partially. The, the South would have been satisfied if you could have just cut the country in half and we're done. But that's partial. And the reason is because ideologically and culturally, they also had problems with the United States at the time. And finally, the cultural war. The culture of one generation has taken new values that the older generation doesn't exactly accept. That's kind of what's happening now. By the way, I am making this shit up. I didn't read about this. I actually thought about it. 
you are actually hearing my philosophy. Here's the thing. One of the, none of these actually works by itself. It is a combination of the two or all three. We are officially in a civil war. The reasons? One, culture. Our culture right now is about collectivism. This would be a bizarre statement 40 years ago. It's not a bizarre statement now. Kneeling for the flag at football games and basketball games and baseball games. That's an example of culture and how our culture has changed. That that's become acceptable. Now, the culture has been affected since the 60s. But like the pig stot and animal farm, they thought it would take a long time. So the left took over the major institutions of our civilization. And it's taken them 50 years. Education, media, art, and entertainment. The institutions that accept individuality and personal freedom and capitalism, which are like religion and business, are being canceled if they don't comply. Now look at religion. They're burning Bibles now. This wasn't a thing 10 years ago. So suddenly, the counterculture has become the culture. If I, I will not wear a Trump mask because I'm scared to wear a Trump mask. I, but the reality is, me being scared to wear a Trump mask is an example of the counterculture taking over. The second reason that we're having a problem in this country is ideology. The United States was founded on individuality and predetermined inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of property, which is happiness. We have natural rights. Those rights include speech, religion, peaceful protest, right to vote, the ability to protect those rights, and overthrow the government, government if it has become tyrannical. The forefathers thought that this was human nature, that those rights were predetermined. They preceded government. We always had those rights. The left does not believe in personal freedom. They believe that rights should be given by the government and that human nature is not absolute but malleable. It can be molded. It can be changed. You see the difference? There can be no middle ground between the left and the rest of us. Ben Shapiro in his latest book, How to Destroy America in Three Easy Steps, called the left disintegrationists, the destructors of culture, history, and philosophy. And the classical liberals, which is the rest of us, you can be liberal and not necessarily conservative, think that, okay, some of the things going on, not good. Those are the unionists. They want the people to live by the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Do you see a problem? There's no middle ground. There's no negotiation. It's one or the other. It's black and white, which is a really bad way to debate. Right now, in this country, 
It's one against the other. On Tuesday, a 17-year-old boy vowed to protect the business of Kenosha, Wisconsin. It was caught in an interview. He was carrying a rifle. Should a 17-year-old be carrying a rifle in the middle of a riot? Probably not. No matter what his intentions, a 17-year-old are stupid. They don't have a developed prefrontal cortex. They overreact. All children are stupid. I've said that multiple times. Here's what happened. There were shots. Apparently, the 17-year-old was involved. One was killed. He ran away and was chased by the mob. He was attacked as he was running away, thrown to the ground and beaten by whoever. No one cares. The left doesn't care. He turned his rifle and shot. He shot one, one in the head and another in the gut. One of the assailants died. Though the rioters were striking, were in strike, though there were rioters in striking distance, he didn't shoot again. In fact, one of the assailants was within seven feet of him. After he'd been beaten, he didn't shoot. He got up and ran backwards, pointing his rifle, without firing another shot. This is how revolution starts. We now have three sides. We have the left, <coughs> who does whatever they want. They can protest, they can do whatever. And they only do this in democratic cities, by the way. They're not going to do this in Nashville. They're not going to do this in... Or they're not going to do this in South Dakota or North Dakota or Montana... They're going to do this in cities that are controlled by Democrats. You have the alt-right, and that's a really iffy term. The alt-right would be the KKK. They would be the Proud Boys. But the problem with the Proud Boys is the Proud Boys have always gone against Antifa specifically. They just started going against um, the BLM movement. But the reality is the Proud Boys have never damaged anything. They've never actually assaulted anyone outside of Antifa or Black Lives Matter. They've never burned car lots. They've never burned homes. They've never actually beat someone who was outside of the left. This is a leftist organization. There is a, This is an alt-right organization. There's no question. Okay. But... Race is not a thing for them. They're just an extremist group. Are they a terrorist group? Uh, not so much as BLM or Antifa. And maybe I'm leaking some things because I actually have some sympathies for <coughs> the Proud Boys. <coughs> Excuse me. Freaking COVID. But I, but I don't have sympathies enough that says put yourself in that position. I, and that's a difference. I'm I'm right. I'm conservative, probably more lib libertarian than anything else, but I would never put myself in that position to go cause violence. The Proud Boys cause violence and they want to cause violence against the left or alt left 
I consider BLM and Antifa alt-left groups. I wouldn't do that. So they are an all, the uh, Proud Boys are an alt-right group. And finally, you've got the militia. The militia is a group of people who realize the government's not going to protect them, which is against the social contract, and that they need to protect themselves, which is where this 17-year-old kid could be classified. He wasn't alt-right. He just didn't want businesses to burn. And he actually was interviewed. And he actually said that. Now, was that a good thing? Probably not. He's been charged with first-degree murder. Now, not two counts of first-degree murders, which means the initial shots he may not have committed. But it's a thing. And he did kill somebody. And he was attacked. And what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And by the way, we got to look at how we treat our police. And all these police are being thrown in prison, thrown in jail, because they know we can't do this. They have to protect society. Yet, it seems like the militia, this is exactly what the government was actually trying to prevent is this kind of bullshit. So here's the thing. What, what do I think we need to do to stop the civil war or kill it? First off, I think Donald Trump needs to actually take control. And he's beginning to do that now. Even Evers of Wisconsin has said, okay, I'm going to send another 750 troops into Kenosha so we can end this. But I think Donald Trump needs to go further. I think he needs to enact this Insurrection Act, not necessarily declare martial law, but set up the Insurrection Act. He needs, needs to end the bullshit that's happening in Kenosha, in Seattle, and in um, Portland. I also think he needs to end the crap that's happening in um, Chicago, in New York, all of the violence that's happening. Apparently, these Democratic governors and mayors just don't want to deal with it. I think he needs to end this crap. And he needs to keep talking about it. He needs to keep... I honestly think that tonight's RNC, which is happening right now, and I'm not going to get to talk about because I'm already way over. Tonight's RNC, he should have live-streamed the shit that was happening in Kenosha. The damage that was done in Kenosha. And Kenosha is, yeah, no. I think it's time to take control of the country. And if that means the president has to violate the Constitution, well, not even violate the Constitution. He needs to implement the Insurrection Act and take over. He needs to do that. And he will guarantee a win. Because most people, including people of color, want the police around. They want them protecting the people of the neighborhood. They want them protecting the businesses. You know, those assholes burned down stores that were in that area. And they didn't even think that, oh my God, I can't go shopping now. The people in that area cannot go buy milk now. As AOC said, well, you know, these people are doing it so they can have bread on the table. Well, now the entire economy is destroyed in that city. 
So I think we're we're at a point right now that it, we really need to take control. Trump needs to take control. F those damn liberal leftist governors and mayors and take control. Okay, so that's it. Um, and I'm sorry I got really passionate about this because I just saw these videos and I'm thinking to myself, this is effing stupid. How can we keep doing this? You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and you will see all of the video pictures and links that I have there so you can see where my references come from. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>